Welcome to the Holistic Author Show. I'm your host, Kit Kilsto, the author yogi. Each episode, we'll talk about how to recraft the publishing paradigm to help you take care of what matters, you and your creativity. Discussing topics ranging from the publishing business to physical and mental health, and even mind-body balance as you juggle the many duties of being an author today, the Holistic Author Show will help you make the choices you need to craft the right publishing career for you. And now, this week's show. And welcome to today's show. On today's episode of the Holistic Author Show, I want to get into a little bit more of the nuts and bolts of actually putting together and writing a book. One of the questions that I get asked a lot is how do you organize a book? How do you know what you're going to write? How do you put it into chapters? How do you do that? And so I want to talk a little bit about my own personal journey. And then I want to talk about different ways to do this, because honestly, the answer is everybody and every author needs to figure out their own way of doing this. Some of us, for example, and and I'm one of these people, I prefer to write shorter novellas. I write 20 to 30,000 words, but then I spread my story arc over two or three of those books, which actually then comes into a traditional full length book. And Part of the issue with how do you write and organize a book is that the definition of a book has really changed in the last 10 to 15 years with the advent of self-publishing. When I first started, a book meant something about 70 to 90,000 words, and that was if you were aiming at a traditional book publisher in the science fiction field, for example, that would be Da or Tor. If you were writing category romances, then you read the specific information for the line that you wanted to write. That that writer's guideline had the word, word count in it, and it was important for you to match up your story to the expectations of that line. Now, on one hand, it was great because you knew how long the story had to be. You knew what features it had to be. For example, Back in the day when it was Silhouette Desire for a line of romances rather than now Harlequin Desire, the the writer's guidelines were very, very specific that they wanted, you know, rich, upscale, opulent settings. They wanted rich, upscale, opulent characters. They wanted characters who were in legacy type businesses, businessmen. Um, There was a series of of whiskey magnets, you know, people like that. They, they, you know, dropped name brands a lot of times. And so for me, you know, even though I had enjoyed reading those as the line evolved into that more fashion forward upscale line, obviously I am not fashion forward. (laughs) I live on a homestead. I live in leggings and t-shirts. I wouldn't know a designer brand. I might recognize one, but I mean, I wouldn't like be able to point it out. Like if I saw one in the street or something. So, you know, those guidelines are good because they told you what to expect. And obviously for many of the writers, especially back in the day when I was getting started late nineties, early two thousands, you gobbled up those four or six category romances every month, month after month after month. So you were reading the books that you wanted to write and you knew what you were aiming at. These days with the advent of self-publishing, book is simply the name of the product. 
you could be publishing a novella, which traditionally runs um, usually about like 15 to 25,000 words. But again, depending on where you Google, those word counts could be different as well. You could be writing a, you know, category length book, which is kind of like the 45 to 65,000 word range. You could write an actual long book or a full length book, 70 to 100,000 words. You could be writing a really long book, although I will say in my experience as both a writer and an editor, I think that if your book is running over the 125, 150,000 words, even if it's an epic fantasy, although those tend to be bigger books, there may be a lot of things that can be cut or it can be broken up into a couple of different volumes. I think, especially for a lot of newer authors, if you come out of the gate with a 150, 200,000 word book, that generally is an indication that a lot of that needs to be cut and pared down to create a nice cohesive volume, which I'm kind of getting off track here. But as you can hear, you know, as I describe all of this, the variation in what a book is, is, you know, built into the system at this point. With, you know, self-publishing, you don't have to be tied into publisher guidelines. You can certainly do research. You can certainly look at books within your industry, maybe even check the publishing or writer guidelines for those that produce those for books that need to be, you know, to kind of see where you should be aiming at. So regardless of your story, most professional writers will tell you that a book needs to be long enough to tell the story or the portion of the story that you want to tell in this volume. And whether that takes 20,000 words or 100,000 words depends on the depth and complexity of the story. It depends on your characterization, your world building, and many different factors. And so the question becomes, well, I've got an idea for a story, but how do I break that out into chapters? How do I know what I'm going to write? And this brings us to the internal question, are you a pantser or are you a plotter? And many a conversation has been had on social media around this very question. Let me define what they are. A pantser is somebody who goes into a story without an outline, basically lets the story unfold, let the characters tell them what needs to happen next. They may have a vague idea, and, and I'm a pantser at this point in my career, and so I know what story I want to tell. I know what I want my people to do, but how they're going to get from point A to the conclusion, which I often know ahead of time, that that's all up to them. And that kind of unfolds as the story unfolds and it unfolds organically out of the characters and the setting. I don't actually recommend pantsing or writing by the seat of your pants to newer authors. And if you're having an issue thinking about how to organize your book, or you're wondering how you're going to organize your book, then I recommend plotting, which is how I began. Now, I began as a serious, diehard serial plotter. And your plot does not have to be written like, you know, a 10-page synopsis. My plot was a bullet point. And so I knew, for example, how long I wanted my books to be. So I divided that up into chapters. I knew about how long I wanted my chapters to be. 
and a good good length for chapters is anywhere from like 1500 to 2000 words to four or 5000 words again depending on genre depending on what you're writing and this is where it is really important for you to read in your genre so you can kind of get a feel how many chapters are in the books that you're reading do they average 20 25 chapters do they average 5 or 10 chapters and I think in a future show, I'll talk about how to read critically for that so you can kind of get an idea of what's going on. So, you know, to throw out a figure, these days I like to do about two or 3,000 word chapters because, again, that's kind of what keeps me interested. And that is where the experimentation comes in because you'll need to know where your sweet spot is. You need to know how to keep your chapters short enough that you want to keep going on to the next one, but long enough to where they convey enough information. And that's just where practice comes into. And I think this is a good time to say, you can't get this wrong. You can always revise. You can always edit. You can always go back and look at your story again. And so I think at this point, it is much more important, especially if you're a newer author, maybe this is your first foray into writing a full-length book, to just get the story down. You can divide it into chapters later. You can do all of this stuff later. Just get your story down so you have something to work with. Because if you don't have anything down on the paper and you're worried about how to organize it, how to do it, you're, you're, it's kind of all very vague and it's all an idea. And it's kind of like, you know, baking bread. Until if you've ever baked anything, you got the recipe, you kind of know how you want to do it, but until you actually get in there, see the consistency of the dough, maybe knead it, work it a little bit, then you kind of figure out what it needs. Oh, it needs a little bit more water. Oh, it needs a little bit more flour, and you can go from there. Books are very much the same way. You're not going to know what you need until you get in the middle of it and kind of go, oh, okay, yeah, I, you know, I, I think we need something here. So my advice would be, First of all, write the story. If you really can't just dive in and write the story, at least get yourself an outline and use that outline point by point. And that outline is good because on one hand, it's not a lot of investment in time and words. And so you can look at that outline and see if you have the components of a good story. Are you building towards a climax? Do you have a climactic scene? Do you have a resolution to that climactic scene? Or are you going to choose to end on a cliffhanger, knowing that there's some things that go along with that and readers do and don't like cliffhangers? And, you know, how do you want to do that? Think about, again, think about the movies you love to watch, the TV shows you love to watch. It, especially if you love to watch vintage television, where there is an entire season arc that goes over, you know, 12 to 20 episodes, but even in each episode, there's little things that get resolved. So think about how you want to do that within your story. Having an outline for that, I think, again, really helps until you get the feel for your genre. One of the reasons why I am okay pantsing now is because I kind of have a gut feel of how a story goes. The stories that I write are genre fiction. I write, I used to write romance. Now I focus on fantasy. And so there's, there's some tropes. There's some things that happen. For example, if you're writing romance, you have, you know, the meet cute, you have your characters meeting. 
the relationship is building depending on the heat level of the romance. There are certain steps that you would take along that sexual journey. There is a heightened moment, usually called the black moment, where everything seems lost. The two characters just can't figure out how to make it work. And then that's what keeps the reader reading to the end, to the happily ever after. And it's that journey from meeting, working out their differences, discovering those differences, and then figuring that out. That is the journey that your romance readers are reading because a romance reader goes into this knowing that there's going to be a happily ever after. The question is, how do you get there and what happens along the way? Fantasy is kind of the same way. You know, fantasy stories can certainly be different and there's a lot more variety in them as far as, you know, are they happy endings, okay endings? Are they part of a trilogy? And so you sense that things are totally not resolved in the big overarching plot. But your, your fantasy reader is going to go into this knowing that your main character has got to overcome some obstacle. There's some conflict there, and it is the overcoming of that, whether through a journey like with the Lord of the Rings, whether through magic power, whether through some sort of you know competition, whatever vehicle you're using for that, your readers know that at the end... Even if good doesn't triumph over evil, that it's going to come pretty close or there's going to be some lesson from it. And so if you kind of think about that, then that tells you how to start organizing your book. And I realized that I am, you know, 12 to 15 minutes into this podcast and I haven't really given you a specific how to. And I think that just underscores the point that there is not a specific how to because every story is different and every author is different. If I had to break it down into a how to, and I've given a lot of thought about this because this is a conversation that I've had with a lot of authors recently, I would say start with that outline. Make them quick bullet points. A lot of people say, well, if I know what's going to happen, I'm going to get bored. And there's so much that happens around those bullet points as far as how they get there, the way things are described, the setting, that I, I really kind of feel like that's a false argument because there's so much nuance. If you have a bullet point where it's like, you know, okay, you know, Hero manages to snatch Magical Ring from the enemy. Hero takes Magical Ring back, you know, on a, on a journey to destroy it. You know, thinking about the Lord of the Rings, well, yeah, that's two bullet points. And you know, at the end, Hero destroys Magical Ring, but not without great personal cost. Those three lines in no way convey the depth and the richness of either the Lord of the Rings books or the Lord of the Rings movies. I mean, if you think about that in your mind, there's a whole lot that happens on that journey to take the ring from point A to point B. And you could even kind of bullet point some things that happen, you know, meets Big Spider, meets kind of shadow version of self. You can put those things out there. And again, there's so much that could be said about that scene. There's so much that could be said about that journey that I really feel like you're not taking away how it's going to end. Because at some point, you're going to know when the book ends anyway. And if, if it's all over for you, once you know the book ends, you're never going to finish it. 
So take it, take your bullet points, just list them out. Don't worry about chapters. Don't worry about the mechanics. Use that, use that to look at your story, compare it to whatever structure you want to use, whether that's a baked in structure, like with romance, whether that's the hero's journey, whether that's using beat sheets. And I can talk about beats in a future episode whatever that is, make sure that that story meets that because once you have that down, that gives you a really excellent foundation to actually write the story. And once you get a feel for that, once you kind of get a gut check for that, then you could start writing with less and less and less of a bullet point because you know how things are going to go. It's, it's like taking a road trip. You might know, for example, that you want to drive from Texas to Colorado. Very long journey. You know, you're, you're crossing state lines. There's lots of different roads there. And so the very first time you do it, you might go out to Google Maps and you might say, okay, you know, and I'm just going to throw a couple cities out here, you know, get me, get me the best route from Dallas, Texas to Colorado Springs, Colorado. And Google will tell you, they'll tell you where there's trouble, they'll tell you how long it's going to take, and they'll even give you two or three alternate routes. That is the essence of your book outline, because once you have that, the actual journey has yet to be taken, and Google doesn't tell you what you're going to see, they're not going to tell you about the cool barbecue joint that you might stop off and have lunch in Amarillo with. They might, you know, it's not going to tell you about the kitschy little touristy place that you discover. It's not going to tell you about what you find on the journey, but it is going to say, this is how you get from point A to point B. Your outline needs to be that way. If you're starting to talk about the different landmarks, if you're starting to talk about more than just the basics of what they meet on their journey, then you're really actually writing the story, which is totally okay. But then you will need to decide, do I go on with this or do I back up and focus on my outline? And I think that brings us, you know, kind of to the end of the conversation. <laughs> There's so much more that we could be said. And I encourage you to come on over to the Epona author community and take a look at, you know, talking with people about how you write books. Because one of the other things is if you are coming into this and you're just kind of like, how do I organize my book? If you can have that conversation with other writers, if you can have that conversation with other people who are writing in the same genre or even different genres than you are, then that is also going to help you. That's going to give you information which will teach you how to organize your book. It's going to teach you how to put things together and you will find that path for you because I truly believe that if I put out a poll on Twitter and left it open-ended, didn't have, you know, the, the four answers that Twitter allows. And I said, how do you organize your book? And I asked a hundred different authors I bet you, especially if they have written and published multiple books, they're going to give me two, three, four, five hundred different answers because every book, every story, depending on where you are in your career, all of that is going to influence how you organize your book, how much prep work you do, and how you go forward. And in fact, that might be a lovely roundtable conversation I might see 
if I can make that happen on a future episode of the Holistic Author Podcast. But in the meantime, I sincerely hope this has helped or at least not confused you further. I encourage you to check us out on social media. Um, you know, make sure to follow us on Facebook, on Twitter. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast. Join that Epona Author community. Join the community, connect with other authors, and let's see what we can do, you know, to help you get your book organized. And if you truly do want help, if it's something that you'd really prefer to work with somebody one-on-one on, reach out. You know, I do, I do author coaching and book coaching, especially for neurodivergent or chronically ill authors. You may hear us call ourselves Spoonie authors. And so, you know, feel free to reach out. I'm happy to talk to you about this as well. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this week's show. Thank you for listening to the Holistic Author Show, presented by Epona Author Solutions and distributed on the Epona Author Radio Network. I've been your host, Kit Kalestow, the author yogi. If you'd like to learn more about our show, check out our sponsors, or find out how to be a guest, visit podcast.eponaauthorsolutions.com. Title music is Dream House by Purple Planet Music. You can find out more about them at purple-planet.com. Until next time, be well.